We're continuing Gargoyles Week today by questioning the look of the gargoyles themselves. I was like nine when this series started, and I never thought much about it. However, being so much older when I rewatched all the episodes, I started to get bugged by just how different all the gargoyles were. Throughout the series, we see tons of examples of gargoyles in the Wyvern clan, and they all have vastly different features. A lot of these features are things we would expect to see for a specific reason. For example, some gargoyles have tiny claws on their wings, which would be a useful trait for gargoyles who lived in a particularly windy area, because they could clasp their wings together more securely. Or having wings attached to your appendages might be useful if you lived near water and had to depend on a lot of fishing. Basically, every gargoyle looks very, very different, and these differences are all traits that should have evolved over millions of years to where most of the gargoyles look generally the same in every region. We could explain this away by saying that gargoyles from various clans meet up, mate, and then go their separate ways. Except, we know that's not how it works. Gargoyles actually mate for life, and in the show, Demona said that the clan lived in Wyvern, Scotland ages before the humans came in and built their castle. So we have an interesting setup here for a population, implying that it's been closed off and self-sustaining for a very long time, meaning the traits from gargoyle to gargoyle shouldn't be that crazy different. Think in terms of breeding dogs. If you take a Labrador and a Poodle, you can make a Labradoodle, and you'll get a different look on each puppy. One may have a Poodle's fur and a Labrador's head. Another might be just the opposite. But you wouldn't see a puppy that came out looking like a St. Bernard. It's just not in their genes. And over time, the Labradoodles should have a basic standard where you can predict certain characteristics and traits to consistently appear. So theoretically, a clan of gargoyles should work the same way to where they mostly look the same. Instead, we see gargoyles with different skin colors, hair colors and textures, wing shapes, sizes and ribbing, ears, glowing eye colors, horn shapes and sizes, beaks, facial hair, wing clasps, and other things like smooth knees and elbows versus pointed knees and elbows. It's way too diverse for a closed gene pool. I mean, this gargoyle has a dinosaur-like hair guard. What the heck is that even good for? Are gargoyles secretly good at gouging their opponents to death? So why are they all so different? Well, the short and simple answer is that it was a kid's show, likely designed with the hopes of selling toys. And a good marketing strategy is to have diverse characters that are easy to recognize. That may be the real answer, but we do theories on this channel, people. I have to speculate based on the parameters of the Gargoyles universe. While on their Avalon road trip, Goliath repeatedly mentions that the young female gargoyle, Angela, shouldn't address him as her father because children belong to the entire clan. Actually, Goliath refuses to even admit the possibility that Angela is his daughter until a DNA test proves it's true. Also, in the SLG comics, the English gargoyles bring up the fact that the females only go into heat three times in their entire life. 
And it's implied that each female will definitely reproduce all three times unless something significant prevents that from happening. So, uh, yeah. If your mind is as dirty as mine, that means exactly what you're thinking. That gargoyles have no idea if they're mating with their own brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, etc. Yep, that's super disgusting! Let's have a moment of silence for all the ruined childhoods. But aside from being really gross and really wrong, this is actually a huge clue as to why the gargoyles look the way they do. They're incestuously inbreeding and probably have been doing so for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Now, here's the problem with inbreeding. It gives recessive genes and genetic disorders better odds of being passed forward. One of the problems associated with inbreeding is that it lowers the birth rate of a population. And, as the SLG comics state, gargoyles only breed three times in their life, which, for a species that ages at half the speed of humans, that's a really, really low birth rate. As some really creepy horror movies will assure you, inbreeding and incest can cause deformities. According to Wikipedia, malformations or harmful traits can stay within a population due to a high homozygosity rate, is that it? Which is associated to inbreeding. And this will cause a population to become fixed for certain traits, like having too many bones in an area or having cranial abnormalities. Having a high homozygosity rate is problematic for a population because it will unmask recessive, deleterious alleles generated by mutations, reduce heterozygote advantage, and it is detrimental to the survival of small, endangered animal populations. So, long story short, the gargoyles are physically diverse because they've closed off their breeding population and refuse to track which hatchling came from which parents. That may explain why the Scottish and Japanese gargoyles have such similar issues, while the English gargoyles have animal heads. Ew, wait a second. Does that mean the English gargoyles spread out their gene pool by mating with animals? You know what? I quit! Stop it, science. You are ruining my childhood obsessions. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed enough to like, subscribe, and share this video. I've also got a lot of other videos on my channel that you are fully encouraged to go check out. Plus, you can find me on Facebook at Say Halo Goodbye, which is my gamer tag, or Twitter at the underscore family.